BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Becoming a member at Navy Federal Credit Union could help you to earn more and save more. Their certificate options could earn you more than standard savings accounts with competitive rates. Not all financial institutions offer you as many choices for savings options as Navy Federal does. For example, you can start your savings journey with a low minimum deposit, add money at any time, and watch your savings grow. Thanks to flexible terms, you can use Navy Federal savings options for all kinds of goals, short or long term. Navy Federal also offers equity loan options to help you get the funds you need to consolidate high interest debt, work on home improvements, or cover any of life's big expenses. To learn more, visit NavyFederal.org. At Navy Federal, their members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, equal housing lender, membership required. Terms and conditions apply, loan subject to approval. Here at How to Money, we're always encouraging listeners to think about some of the different ways they can earn some money on the side to reach their financial goals. And guess what? While you're away, your home could also earn extra income. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. Yeah, hosting is a lot easier than you might think, and you don't need to Airbnb a whole house. You can just host your extra spare room. So consider becoming an Airbnb host, because your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing making the most of an economic downturn. You say economic? I think I like to say economic. Oh, okay. You say potato, I say potato. Economic. Uh, okay, so this reminds me of uh, a couple weeks ago, the 4th of July. We got rained out uh, <laughs> in a substantial way. I think the, the fireworks had just started. Your family was there. Our family was there. And we started uh, to feel the first drops. And we were like, like, oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh. Uh, and it turned out, I mean, it just completely dumped on us. But you know what? And we had walked to see and, the fireworks <laughs> basically we, like a mile. We walked about a mile, yeah. And so we had to walk a mile home and in the, uh, the pouring rain. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to mention this because the weather is not something that we had control over. However, our attitudes and how we approached specifically the walk home, you know, we kind of like... Talk to all the girls really. All right, listen up. Here's the deal. You know how when you get in the shower and the water falls in, it's just like when you're getting in the shower, except for you've got your clothes on. But basically, it was about talking to them so that 
it wasn't going to be the stressful thing, right? Like we weren't going to go rushing back to the house to y'all's place uh, and slipping and sliding over each other where folks are getting hurt. Freaking out. Folks aren't going to be crying. It's unavoidable, really, like, too. So. Instead, let's just embrace this. That was something that we had control over. And My so. wife says, put on your adventure hats, kids. <laughs> and I think like there's something like to that. that, right? It's it's you got to kind of make a mental switch from like, oh, no, I'm getting rained on to like, all right, this is an adventure. Let's have fun with it. Exactly. So, and so similarly, that's what we're talking about today. Like, things Things are not looking so great in our economy, but there are things that we have control over. And so we want to talk about how you can make the most of it. That's right. So we'll get into that on today's episode. But before we get to that, Matt, I wanted to to run a frugal or cheap by you. I love Uh, them. (laughs) I know they're fun. And so (laughs) one of our mutual friends, she is directing a children's play, uh, Matilda by Roald Dahl, one of my favorite authors. And um, and I love I love reading those books with the kids. And so, yeah, this was supposed to be this awesome play. My wife was like, I'm going to take the girls. And then I looked at yeah. the prices and I was like, whoa, for a kid's play, it was like 30, almost 35 bucks oh, wow. per ticket. So Inflation, baby. Yeah, I guess. Not, not cheap to see the arts these days. But there was a spot in there for a promo code. And she was like, should I text... Bethany to ask her uh, <laughs> if there's actually a promo code for this performance or not. She wasn't sure. It wasn't uncouth or was it or, or was it allowed? Uh, and I was like, No, of course you can. Like, th- there's a spot for it. You should at least ask to see if one exists. But, but Emily was against it. I she guess. wasn't sure. She was she was like waffling it was a, bit, a bit cheap. Yeah, and so well, I convinced her to get. It turned out there wasn't a promo code. Okay. But you know, she did. She asked the question, and I guess I want to know where you come down on that. Is it is it frugal or cheap to ask somebody uh, that that? Well, I mean, I can't imagine that she's making bank or that uh, if you were to enter a code that that would affect maybe what she's getting paid. Yeah, right. right. I mean, I don't, honestly, I don't know how the arts... How the splits work. Yeah, like, like what does it look <laughs> does like? She get like? What is the business model yeah, here? Yeah, 10% of ticket proceeds or... Is it sales? Is it a flat fee? I don't know. Do you get a cut of concessions? Because yeah. that's where all the money's at, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's at the concessions. But I, I don't think it's a big deal to ask. Uh, in fact, is her family uh beth i mean they're they're pretty frugal yeah uh, as well and, and they so, know us well enough to know that we're the kind of people who would ask e- that question exactly but you know if they're from ritzy part of town and if maybe we had different world views if we had different perspectives on things i would have felt uh personally i would be like okay maybe i'm not going to ask that person <laughs> yeah but i would be totally comfortable asking well, her you and i we talk about asking for a discount and, and i think it is important i think it's one of those muscles that we need that we need to give some exercise to and yeah. uh, but there Especially are times days. yeah there are times though where it can it can become uncouth right and there are ways of asking that can be offensive but i think if you genuinely ask hey there's a, i saw there's a promo code on the site we're excited to come see the play but do you know if there's some sort of like pre-sale code or something like that that we can enter exactly like, there's a way to ask it and then there's a way that looks cheap and i think so much of it is is in the delivery so you have to be careful about how you're going about it that's right you can ask kindly that is a much better way to approach it versus demanding right like where's where's the code because this is too expensive <laughs> yeah Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, um, they, yeah, they went recently and they had a blast. Well worth nice. well worth the money. That is one of those things where we are starting to up our budget. It's just like cultural events because especially as the world is opening back up, we've missed a lot of these things for far too long. And we're like, oh, yeah. you know, when it comes to like plays, music shows, stuff like that, we want to get back out there and enjoy some of that stuff. Uh, but Matt, let's move on. Let's mention the beer we're having on today's episode. This is Mexican Cake. It's by Westbrook Brewing. I believe we had one of these like four years ago on the show. But yeah. It, 
it's, it's been a few years. We had to have the 2022 version the 2022 because 2022 blend this or, beer, not blend. <laughs> they just brewed creation, every year. yeah. And and this one's a, a, a true classic. So we'll give our thoughts on this one at the and end. And it looks of the like episode. they do this on their anniversary every year. So the first time they brewed this was back in 2011. Oh wow! So this is a beer that they've been brewing now for over a decade. Been around a long time. Yeah. So yeah, really looking forward to enjoying this one and sharing our thoughts at it, the end of the episode. It has wowed a lot of mouths. Uh, all right, let's let's get into it, Matt. Let's talk about making the most of an economic downturn. And I don't know, you were giving, uh, you, you just talked about how mindset influences how we react to things. And that makes me think about, um, actually our friend 5am Joel, he writes a daily email. And a few weeks ago, he actually wrote about something that's kind of stuck with me in a big way. He, he talked about a 74 year old Texan named Paul who survived polio and he has to live inside an iron in, lung in the chamber. Yes. Yeah. I, did you see that? Yeah, I did. And, and like, <laughs> I feel like you actually have to, it sticks in your mind when you see the, the photo specifically. It does. Yeah. Like, yeah. Holy the, cow. The that, pics really drove home. That is your existence. Exactly. How, how Paul lives. And you know, he's been paralyzed from the neck down to age six. And so, we should get that photo and put it in, in the show notes so people can actually yep. see. But Let's Paul Paul didn't go about feeling sorry for himself, even though he had a, a lot more obstacles than most of us to overcome. He still managed to earn a college degree, and he went on to become a lawyer, too. And he even taught himself, Matt, I thought this was the most impressive, more than even becoming a lawyer, to write with a pen in his mouth. Um, and so That's uh, one of the quotes that Joel mentioned from Paul, he said, I never gave up. And I'm not going to. And so I don't know. I, I guess it just made me think that that, that things look bleak in our lives at times, and and they look bleak for the economy overall at certain points in times. And we might be headed for a darker period of economic distress in the coming months and maybe even the coming years. The reality is we can't always control our circumstances. We certainly can't control what the Fed's doing, who gets elected to public office, right? We, we, we have basically no ability to influence those things or influence the decisions that our, our officials make, our, our leaders make. But just like Paul, I would say we have a lot of say over how we live um, and the attitude that we live our lives with. And I think that is honestly, truly, it's more important than the things we can't control. And it's way more important to put our focus on those things because they're going to make a big difference in what our lives actually look like week to week, day to day. That's right. Yeah, it's not just mindset, but we need to be spending our time on the things that we have control over. Uh, It reminds me of Stephen Covey's uh, classic kind of old school book now at, the, at this point, but uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. But he talks about how you have a circle of concern and that's everything that we are bombarded with on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. But then within that circle of concern, we have a circle of influence and how what we need to be doing is focusing on that circle of influence. If we focus ourselves on just the things that are in our circle of concern, but outside of our circle of influence, then we're going to go insane. It, it <laughs> like feels that's like when we're going to yeah. be, when it's going to feel like we're spinning our wheels. We're exactly. not making any progress. We're not getting anywhere in life. And so this really is an episode to help redirect you on, you know, towards the things that you have control over. Uh, but I think that that's going to be easier said than done because uh, Google searches uh, about recessions have remained sky high. A recent study found that three and four American consumers are worried about a looming recession. Uh, and so clearly it's on the mind of a lot of folks. And, you know, we have talked about how to prepare for a recession. Much of what we discussed back in episode 503 was basic uh, personal finance planning to ensure that you're well prepared. And, you know, we want you to pay off debt. We want you, especially uh, higher interest rate 
uh, credit card debt. We want you to cut back on your expenses in order to increase the savings you have on hand, all of these things. And we will talk about some of that on this episode. But what we really want to talk about uh, today is how you can not just survive, but thrive within these tougher economic times, because I think the tendency is to play it safe, right? Like you might be thinking to yourself, oh, we're in uncertain times. Now's the time to hunker down, to kind of just build up that fortress, uh, to, to build up your savings. Yeah. And while that might be true for a lot of folks, we also want to point out that we're living in the midst of a lot of opportunity right now. And so like we do, you do want to be wise. You do want to have cash on hand, but you also don't want to play it too safe. You want to take some risks as well. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes you can get that bunker mentality when you see the headlines and it's like the economy is not going to do so hot and everyone needs to be prepared. And, and it, it begins, you begin to let those things seep into your mindset and you inadvertently maybe take on that bunker mentality where there are things you could be doing to proactively improve your life and your finances, but you're letting all those other things maybe just subtly cause you to take um, different steps, mm-hmm. less less proactive, less optimistic steps. And and by the way, th- this isn't an attempt, this episode, to glorify something that, that often does have adverse effects, right? A, a recession is it's bound to result in negative financial consequences for lots of individuals and families. Yeah, that's true. Um, that happens every recession. Unemployment goes up. And those aren't just numbers on a paper. Those are real families, real individuals who lose their jobs and have a tougher time. But the reality is that when you look at the economic history of our country, we're actually in a recession roughly 14% of the time. That's according to the National Bureau of Economic Research. That doesn't sound all that rare. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. That's. I think that's actually something that we can take some solace in, right? Like Because the, the American world economy post-World War II, that basically the chances are that a recession is going to happen within two years from any given date from what, like 1946 on, onward or whatever, is 46%. So mm. from the date, from any date, if you measure uh, two years forward there's like a you know one in two chance that you're going to enter a recession Hmm. in the near future and so i'm not really sure if that's like a confidence booster necessarily but it makes me feel better knowing that you know when you when you look at these statistics a recession recession is you know inevitable and they're they're hanging around they're they're occurring more frequently than we like to admit or believe yeah i mean you think about how many years we've lived our lives and you just gotta gotta realize and understand that oh i've lived through some of these even though this time like always you think this one's gonna be different This this is going to be the big one. This is when things are actually going to change. But in reality, it's most likely going to be just like those other ones. That's right. Yeah. And I think maybe part of the the emotional difficulty when it comes to this recession, Matt, is just because it's been a little bit longer than it traditionally is between recessions, because the last major recession we had was 15 years ago. Right. And so it was in that 2008 time frame. And I think sometimes the more distance maybe between recessions, it can make the next one seem more daunting. The magnitude feels like it's it's going to increase. Yeah. yeah. And so I, get that. I think, though, the good news is that most consumers are more prepared for an economic slump than they typically are. And that's because cash on hand has never been higher across all income and net worth levels. And while debt levels are on the rise, they're still below pre-pandemic highs. And so, yeah, even though inflation is still a real problem, things just aren't as bad as they seem. Although if you were to look at the mainstream financial press, you might not actually realize that. That's true. Yeah. And you know, this doesn't take away from the reality that it 
you know, that it does actually feel bad right now uh, in so many ways. Because inflation, it does suck. Like everything is costing us more. Our household spending is up and our investments are down. Uh, the housing market, it actually looks like it's, it's finally cooling some. But renters, they haven't seen much help when it comes to affordability. The average gro- grocery store runs, it still costs more this year in 2022 than it did in 2020 by a solid margin. And that's a ton of bad news, you know, like we're not trying to gloss over real pain and put this optimistic spin on reality. It actually makes me think of the uh, University of Michigan's Consumer Sentiment Index. It's at all time lows right now. It's literally the lowest it's ever been. But what you have to keep in mind is it's literally in the name of it, the Consumer Index. And so what is it? What is it measuring? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oftentimes they're looking at what people, you know, what it is things cost. And when inflation is high, yeah, it's going to feel pretty crappy. Uh, But the fact is that doesn't mean everything like we just need to burn everything down uh the world is not going to end uh and the reality is that the economy is kind of a mixed bag right now Uh, the next couple of years it could be uh an interesting and bumpy ride uh but these could also be some of the best years of your life not only from a from a financial standpoint but also just from a like what life looks like like what your real life looks like aside from your finances yeah i think people start to see these predictions and they're like okay the next two years are going to be tough and again bunker mentality and they assume maybe that their whole life is going to be impacted negatively but no 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 no. like that doesn't have to be the case and you can actually make a lot of hay you can do well yes even though the broader economy is in a recession that's what we want to talk about today so much depends on what you do when the tough times hit if you're able to make like lemonade out of those lemons and so the reality is that action is the antidote to worry. So instead of freaking out about the possibility of a recession or you know entering a personal and financial malaise, if we do, let's say, enter a recession territory, which is possible, action is going to be your friend on multiple levels. And so we're going to talk more about that, the actions you can take to not only just survive maybe uh, an, an economic difficulty, but to actually thrive, making the most of an economic downturn. We'll get to some of our thoughts on that right after this. Jill, I think there are a lot of folks who start small businesses and they're surprised at the amount of behind the scenes, the admin type work that they're not all that thrilled about. Getting your books together with uh, with some final figures so that you can file your corporate taxes, for instance. That's something we've been in the middle of. But it can really gum up the gears, potentially keeping you from doing the work you love. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,000. 25 and 1. That's right. Yeah, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. And one, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. There's a lot of power in the simplification of having all that information in one place. Helps you make better decisions. That's right. And right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash howtomoney. That's netsuite.com slash howtomoney to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash howtomoney. So we've mentioned on the show how we've got a Dominican trip coming up. We're going to celebrate, Joel, you and Emily. You're both turning 40 this year, so we're doing it up right. And a lot of listeners, they might have trips of their own planned. 
And sometimes those vacations can get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? Yeah, that's right. Why let it sit empty when it can be earning extra income on your behalf? It's a smart and practical thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you have some extra space in your home. Maybe you have a whole house to host. Or maybe you're going on vacation and your home is just going to be sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. Yeah, I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you've got two options. You can either let it just sit there empty, or you can do some optimizing and make some money off of it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home, it might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal. Rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. I got my first life insurance policy almost a decade ago. And hey, I'm still kicking it. I very much hope that trend continues, Matt. And since then, I've actually added coverage via Policy Genius. And if you out there, you're listening and you're worried that this is going to be a massive pain getting life insurance, think again. Policy Genius made it an incredibly easy process. If you have loved ones who rely on you and your income, life insurance is a crucial part of your financial plan. Not only does it provide a financial backstop for your family, it also gives you peace of mind too. Plus, the longer you wait, the more rates go up because life insurance rates typically increase as you get older. So if this is something you've been putting off, it's time to make it happen now. That's right. Yeah. And even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. All right, we're back from the break. We're talking about making hay while the sun ain't shining, <laughs> basically, Is today. that even possible? I don't even know how that works. I have uh, never tried to make hay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about farming. <laughs> Can you use like some sort of artificial light source? Um, yeah, but even when the sun's not out, the uh, like plants still grow. That's true. Like There's still UV rays. Like, I don't know anything about growing plants. <laughs> <laughs> but let, let's talk about where your personal finances are currently, because hopefully... Like you have been listening to the show for a while, or if not, maybe you've already, maybe you had some healthy money habits that were already a part of your life. And if so, then you likely have a decent financial footing, which is really important because your current position, it really matters. Uh, I think it said that like we only uh, rise to the level of our preparation or, or actually 
it's like you, you don't rise to the occasion you fall to the highest level of your preparation mm, right because sense, like yeah. like that's the kind of situation where it's almost there as like this sort of like as a backstop it's as, like the floor right you don't exact, sink beneath that exactly yeah 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 and so i, I think that's true in ath- not only athletics but also personal finance and when the economy goes through a tough time we find out who's been swimming naked as warren buffett likes to say who's been night swimming as <laughs> rem likes to say <laughs> You don't even want to think about <laughs> Warren Buffett night swimming. No, no, you don't. <laughs> you get, give me a terrible mental picture. Uh, night swimming, like you're always skinny dipping that's right. when when you're night swimming, right? Like, is that just, that's... Uh, that's a given. That's understood. Okay, yes. that's, what, that's what I thought. Uh, but bottom line, like if you have too much leverage uh, and not enough money in the bank, not enough savings, you might be forced to make a financial decision that is going to go against your long-term best interest. And that is what we want you to avoid. You know, like honestly, like we pray that you've been able to implement the like the quote unquote boring advice and the, the different tenets that we live by and that we talk about here on the show even back when, when things were, were were good, right? Like back when thing, when it seemed like that there was a, a way to make easy money around every corner. Yep. Uh, hopefully you were following the sound advice uh, that we were talking about here on the show. Yeah, I know for a while we kind of looked like loons because there were much easier ways to make money than the boring, slow, methodical ways that we talk about here on the show. But a lot of those gains that people made were swept away. They gone. Not overnight, <laughs> but pretty dang quickly. And so yeah. um, it's, it's one of those things where something that looks good in the short term isn't always best in the long term. And it's worth pointing out too, Matt, that what looks foolish during a bull run looks really wise when you enter some sort of recessionary period. Yeah. The the mantra uh, over the past couple of years from a lot of folks in the personal finance realm has been that cash is trash. And so why would you why would you hold on to any amount of cash um, in a savings account, you, especially uh, as inflation's heating up? You a cash is king guy now? And, well, no, I'm not a cash <laughs> is king guy because I think there's certainly, um, there are a lot of people who are, are too nervous to invest and they keep yep. too much money in cash. Absolutely. That's a real problem too. But we're yeah. The, we're those guys right in the middle. We take that nuanced approach. Yes, exactly. And so, yeah, ca- cash, cash is never <laughs> trash. And, and we would say that, that that slow and steady wins the race. And for folks who have had cash on hand, you know, ready to pounce, ready as a backstop, too, in case things mm-hmm. do get difficult, you look a little more sage right now than maybe those people, the, the crypto bros, who were sticking it all in meme coins. And so, you know, the, the, again, we don't, that doesn't mean that we don't want you investing. That's a crucial part of growing your wealth over time. But cash is most definitely not trash. And that's particularly true when we're entering a time of economic uncertainty. Um, yeah, basically, that means having an emergency fund. Uh, and we say that $2,467 is is the minimum amount you want in a savings account because that is what economists have found. Um, it allows you to weather most financial storms. Mm-hmm. But eventually, yeah, we want you to have a fully funded three to six months of living expenses on hand. And why three to six months? Well, it, so much of, of what you choose to have in your savings account depends on the kind of life that you're living and the kind of income that you have and how stable that income is. But yeah. How many ha- different responsibilities, independence you might have, how many right. pets you have to feed. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Got to uh, take all that into account. Especially as you can't find cat food on the shelves and the prices <laughs> on that are going up. I mean, it's going to it's gonna change. You got two cat mouths you got to feed That's every right. day, Joel. Dude, I heard Emily cat ta- food is hard to come by. Is so, it really? Yeah. I heard Emily talking about maybe getting chickens here soon now that y'all have got a larger back- That's backyard. All That's all I need. <laughs> the new place. Um, and so, like, why we want you to have that emergency fund on hand is because, like, that is going to mean that not only are you able to weather any potential storms on the horizon, but that you're able to put some of that cash to use in order to take advantage and to make the most of where the economy is at the moment. Simply put, like you want to be able to have that money on hand when you see a deal. And, you know, we've talked about this recently, but you might find that uh, rising inventory levels 
declining sales for certain companies. You might find that this puts you in the catbird seat for a larger purchase that you've been waiting for. Uh, you might even find that buying uh, used items will get less expensive as others they might find the need to part with items for less money in order to cope with their own financial issues. And like, I feel like this might sound a little cold-blooded. <laughs> like, it feels a little harsh to, Take to say this. Take advantage of the distress of other people. But this is how free markets work, right? right? Like, I wish that everybody was prepared. This is why we have the show. Like, we talk about the different things that we want everybody to do. We want everybody to be prepared for downturns like this. But that is just not the reality that we live in. And ultimately, when you have a free market, that allows that person to say, you know what? This item is no longer worth... X amount of money to me anymore. And I would rather exchange it for those dollars in hand so that I can do something else yep. with that money. And so they are willingly, voluntarily making that decision. And of course, you can come in with your cash and gladly exchange your money for that item. And of course, you both come out ahead. Yeah. I mean, my guess is, let's say you've always wanted a Peloton, but you didn't pounce mm-hmm. in the height of the, of the pandemic. And, you know, you might be able to get one half price in uh, in six months or a year um, from someone who's like, surprised, I'm only using it as a coat hanger now. And uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, and it's not like it's a great place to hang my intimates. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> other and clothes so, I can't throw in the dryer. A recession can be the time to pick up used goods from other people where they have overspent and now they're realizing it and you can pick it up for pennies on the dollar. And so it is something to be aware of. That is another nice use of having cash on hand. Why it's not trash being able to pounce when you see a deal on something that matters to you. But yeah, it's not only that you're able to put cash to good use today or months down the road when you find something that's a good deal, but you can also put it to good use for your future. And here we're talking about investing. Mm -hmm. We want you to be a smart and savvy investor uh, during an economic downturn. And it's a reality that investing doesn't feel as fun right now when we're not hitting all-time highs all the freaking time, like, uh, you know, 160 times in a year, (laughs) seeing the stock market close at all time highs. That's kind of fun as you start to see your net worth grow. But it's also true that bear markets accelerate your opportunity to build wealth. And so similar to recessions, bear markets are the reality, uh, roughly 15% of the time as well. It's not something to be super frightened of that rarely happens. It's one of those uh, those things that happens because the economy runs in cycles. But it's even more crucial that you stay the course and you keep socking away money in your workplace or personal retirement accounts because a down market means you're getting a deal. Just like with personal goods, maybe that someone else has bought and you're getting it for pennies on the dollar. Well, you're also getting those stocks at a discount. Yep. So continuing to invest in a down market makes a lot of sense. And it's actually really, really important. So it's, it's also important to note that bear markets can last for years. I mean, we don't know that this bear market will. I think the average one lasts just over a year, but um, there's no guaranteed time frame for these things either. So you can't time the bottom or time it perfectly. Uh, and so it's just important as someone who listens to HTM, someone who wants to build wealth for their future, that you are continually investing especially in down cycles, um, because that is what's going to ultimately help you uh, if you're in the wealth building phase of your life. That's right. Yeah. If you have a long time horizon, you can afford to be patient. You need to work to be patient. You, you, like I feel like that's a muscle that we have to cultivate if you've got years and decades before you have to touch yeah. that money because you know that things are going to turn around. But part of that bunker mentality can affect a lot of people when it comes to investing too. And they might say, I'm going to sit on the sidelines for a while until maybe the malaise of the stock market clears. 
but that would be the exact wrong reaction to have because yeah. then you wouldn't be making hay while <laughs> during this economic downturn yep. you wouldn't be making progress financial progress um, you'd actually be avoiding uh, the time uh, one of the best times for you to be an investor yeah I mean we've heard from folks you know who, who are fearful about staying the course when, the, when stocks are down or they might want to try to pivot and try a, a different approach but the reality is that changing how it is that you invest based on the current market conditions is, a, is it's going to be a recipe for more potential pain. Just like going all in on the crypto hype train around uh, Super Bowl time, that would have left you in a nasty spot. Thank uh, you, Larry David uh, and Matt Damon. In the same way, <laughs> forcing bet, my hand. betting against the market or, or swapping strategies that could similarly mess you up. And we want you to stay the course. You know, action, it is the antidote to worry. But not new action, right? Like, it's, it's like kind of one of those times when uh, folks say, don't do something, just stand there. You know, it's like the opposite of, of I think, what a lot of people want to do. Because and it, we even said it at the big earlier on in the episode, how how action is the antidote, right? Like, that is how we combat some of the worry. But the wrong action can actually hurt you, right? Instead, we, we're, like what we're talking about is the same old actions, uh, that like, like continuing to buy widely diversified low-cost index funds. Um, the, the only change that we'd want you to consider is if you actually opt maybe to allocate more of your dollars into those investment accounts, you know, buying while things are on sale. Just remember that that tough economic times can actually help prudent folks accelerate their wealth building goals. Yeah, if someone offered you a way to reach financial independence a year or two earlier, you'd probably say, sign me up for that. That sounds great. Well, bear market in reality can actually do that for people. Effectively, that's what that is. Yeah. Yeah, as you're pouring more and more of your money into the American economy or the worldwide economy as a whole, uh, but you're doing it on sale, like that, that is only going to uh, positively impact you uh, in the future. And Matt, basically what we're, what we're getting at here is that there's a big difference between preparing for an economic downturn and then reacting to one. Mm-hmm. Because when you're able to proactively prepare, that allows you to respond positively to any opportunities that come up. And sometimes you don't know what those opportunities are going to be. Yeah. Uh, but when you're prepared, then you can pounce. Exactly. And so, yeah, when uh, if you fail to prepare on the other side of the coin, then when the crap hits the fan, you're more likely to react negatively, leaving you much worse off, at least financially speaking. And unfortunately, you know, many people believe that they barely have enough to make ends meet. And so it can take a long time in order to to put together and execute a plan. Whereas others, they might have enough money on hand, you know, they bring in a healthy paycheck, but they just need to get organized. But either way, no matter where you are- They don't have the knowledge. Like they've got the money, but maybe they just don't have the skill set. Exactly. And so either way, we'd point folks to start at episode 302, where we introduced our money gears, or you can just go to our website. You can go to howtomoney.com slash start here, and you'll quickly be able to recognize which money gear you're in and what the next step is, like Mm -hmm. how how you can start to move forward because, yeah, depending on where you are, if you're in Money Gear 5 or Money Gear 2, you're going to need to take a different initial reaction in order to be uh, more well-prepared for this uh, coming recession. Yeah, that's right. I mean, so far, we've talked about how you can make the most of things, assuming you have a solid financial footing. Uh, But, you know, like, what what if you're feeling a little bit precarious? Of course, you can always slow down your spending. It's actually already happening when you look at the stats. Uh, Consumers, they've been tapping the brakes on going out to eat. They've been scaling back on vacation plans plans, even postponing some routine things like uh, haircuts, going to get manicures, that kind of thing. <laughs> well, I, I don't really go get manicures, Matt, but I have. <laughs> I have actually noticed myself. Have you stretched out the haircuts Stretching the haircuts bit? out, yeah. <laughs> and I, you know what? I'm not I'm not going to lie. I'm okay with that. Join the dark side and cut your own hair. Uh, or, or just not don't cut, cut your, your hair. <laughs> yeah, or just pull them <laughs> out. All, like, like Never I've cut your hair again. For the past two years. But, um, you know, like there are countless ways that you can 
pare back your spending. Only you know uh, where your dollars are going. Uh, but on the other side of the coin uh, is the money that you earn, right? That's the uh, the income side of the equation. And so we'll actually talk more about how you can make the most of an economic downturn when it comes to the money that you earn. We will get to all of that right after this break. So we've mentioned on the show how we've got a Dominican trip coming up. We're going to celebrate, Joel, you and Emily. You're both turning 40 this year, so we're doing it up right. And a lot of listeners, they might have trips of their own planned. And sometimes those vacations can get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? Yeah, that's right. Why let it sit empty when it can be earning extra income on your behalf? It's a smart and practical thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you have some extra space in your home. Maybe you have a whole house to host. Or maybe you're going on vacation and your home is just going to be sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. Yeah, I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you've got two options. You can either let it just sit there empty, or you can do some optimizing and make some money off of it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home, it might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Hey, folks, it's Matt. I've got to tell you about something new I've been trying this year. I've been drinking a little Health Aid kombucha every day, and I feel amazing. It comes in so many delicious flavors, but my favorites so far are Pink Lady Apple and Ginger Lemon. So what exactly is Health Aid kombucha? Well, it is a fermented, bubbly, probiotic tea that's good for your gut. It's blended with real fruit juice, and it's super thirst-quenching, a little sweet and a little tangy, and very refreshing. I'm sure you've heard about the importance of gut health and supporting uh, your overall health. It's something I've read up on a good bit over the past year, which is why I've made Health Aid Kombucha a part of my everyday routine. Literally every afternoon, I'll have some. It's super easy, and it's affordable, too. My favorite grocery store, Aldi, they carry it as well. If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. A big part of being a responsible adult is taking care of the things you care about. For instance, my bike that I ride in to work on. I keep the tires pumped. I keep the chain greased. Gone are the days of leaving your bike out in the rain for weeks at a time, like a kid. <laughs> Simply put, the things futures are built around are the things worth protecting. And making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. With Trust & Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash howtomoney for 10% off plus free document shipping. As the primary breadwinner for our family, I've taken the steps to ensure that Kate and the kids that they're going to be taken care of if something terrible happens to me. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs. Their simple step-by-step -step process guides you from start to finish with ease. So get the peace of mind you deserve by creating your estate plan with Trust & Will. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust & Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash howtomoney. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash howtomoney. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000-plus five-star reviews. 
It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Cachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using cachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Cachava. Just go to cachava.com slash how to money. That's spelled K A C H A V A and get 10% off your first order. That's K A C H A V A.com slash how to money. All right, Matt, let's keep talking about recessions. Let's talk about how people should respond to economic downturns. And uh, the reality is there are a lot of ways that you can like soften the blow of, mm-hmm. of you know, some, some economic turmoil. But there are other ways that you can like turn up the dial and actually use it to your advantage. And so one of the ways you, you hinted to this before, before the break was that you can make more money. Like you can find ways to actually um, to actually use your employment to your advantage or find a way to make more money. So let's talk about that for a second because that is truly one of the best ways that you can maximize the effectiveness of a down economy to your advantage. And and yeah, the, like the last 18 months basically have been glorious for anybody who's looking to change jobs or to increase their income. Yeah, we, we have seen this firsthand. Yeah, the <laughs> labor market's been tight and employer, there's been like two job listings for every single individual who's out there looking for work and that has meant rising wages and really it's meant you kind of it's like shooting fish in a barrel when it comes to you finding a better opportunity Mm -hmm. to make more money or or find more meaningful work Uh, but the labor market is likely to balance out in the coming months it's not going to be as easy in all likelihood as the economy goes through a a, a drier spell you know we're, we're seeing more employers especially in the tech space laying folks off i think we might see that spread out to the broader economy as a whole. And, and so there's no guaranteed surefire way to make sure that you aren't a casualty in a recession. That's where some of that preparation in advance comes in. It's, right. it's important. But there are certainly things you can do to stand out in order to make sure that a recession doesn't end up in you know worse uh, employment prospects for you. Yeah, dude. I So one of the things to keep in mind is that the best job might be the one that you currently have. (laughs) You might want to think before you leap to another employer right now, because the reality is that the most recent hires are oftentimes the first ones on the chopping block. Um, We've heard more stories about this, right? Where folks were being offered jobs. uh, And well, first of all, we've seen a lot of folks uh, let go via Zoom, right? All these new hires. Mm -hmm. uh, Especially in the mortgage industry. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But I've heard stories as well about folks being offered positions and then coming back and them resending those offers as well. And so they weren't actually even fully hired before they were fired. Yeah, some of those employers are starting to prepare now, even though they're saying, you know, the bottom line, things are looking okay. We're just preparing for the potential that things aren't okay soon. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, that being said, if you are in the process of finding something new, it's not a bad idea to ask the company how they would react to a period where, you know, we might experience some economic doldrums. Uh, Do they have the ability to keep you on board, even if we experience a contraction? I think this is a, a a reasonable question to ask. And based on what they respond with, based on their answer, I think you're going to learn a lot about the company and whether or not the grass actually does look greener on the other side. I think it's a fair question too, right? To to ask of a company. And I think it actually makes you sound like a better candidate because you're saying, listen, I want to be here for the long term. Can you keep me around for the long term? Mm -hmm. And let's say things do get a little more difficult. Like, um, is, is this the kind of thing where you have enough cash reserves where you can continue to afford to pay my paycheck so I can stick it out 
and be here for the long term. I think that actually makes you sound like a better potential hire. Totally. And, and, and also too, Matt, on the employment front, you, know, you want to make yourself indispensable to your current employer oh, if yeah. you're planning on staying because now is a good time to, let's say, be increasing your skill levels, you know, making yourself more valuable um, at your current job or, or you know, to any potential future job. You want to be that star VIP employee. Exactly. And, <laughs> and, and that includes being like more well-rounded. And so, you know, we're not saying that you should go get an expensive master's degree that might or might not pay off. You know, don't increase your debt load in a big way. When a recession is looming, that is in all likelihood a bad idea, but do add to your skill set, right? Making you more of that like Swiss army knife kind of employee that your employer can't do without where they're like, oh man, if I lose Jim or Susie, that that's the person that knows how to do kind of everything around here. They know how to do a little bit of everything and they're kind of the glue that keeps this company together. Yep. Now th- this is, this is also where going into the office more might actually help you stand out. If your boss or employer has to make some hard decisions, the more FaceTime that you, that you spend in the office. We actually talked about that briefly with Sam, the financial samurai, that you know, the, who's who's gonna who's the most likely to stick around? The person who works from home five days a week or the person who is in the office three or four days a week? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that it's not possible <laughs> to, to work from home and to continue to thrive, but I'm saying it's going to be a little harder. And so if your employer values you being there in person, if that is kind of starting to become a thing, but you're kind of the holdout, just know that it could impact you negatively You know, mm-hmm. if, if hard economic times do hit. Yeah, you know, and I think starting your own thing that can actually make even more sense during a recession as well. I think it might sound counterintuitive, but you know, getting a side hustle, getting a a passion gig off the ground can be easier sometimes when the economy is having a hard time. Uh, Not only uh, might the market conditions be more conducive, but you might could also use the additional income. Mm -hmm. Uh, In you know, like bigger businesses, they have a harder time making a pivot. Uh, while that's the case, if you are this nimble solopreneur with a lean business model, you're going to be able to make these changes on a dime while others are pulling back or, or letting go of staff. The value proposition that you're able to, to make can earn you business. And you don't even need to quit your day job in order to get started. This can be something that you do on nights and weekends <laughs> or just you know just in, in the evenings. And this doesn't necessarily mean burning the candle at both ends. I think sometimes people, it's but, the, yeah, the, the hustle, true. hustle culture that Gary Vee pre- preaches or used to preach at least, <laughs> I don't know, where you, you got to work. 90 hours a week. I don't Always think that's the case. hustling. <laughs> right. There, there's, there's something... <laughs> that um, sounds so 2019. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just to say that out loud. There's something that's not necessary about that way of life, but uh, I don't think starting a side hustle or a passion project has to look like you're basically... You have no free time and your, your life has no balance to it. Yeah. The fact that Kate and I were able to start a photography company during the 2008 Great Recession is just evidence of that. Yeah. I mean, I don't, it's anecdotal, but I'm living proof uh, that you're able to start a business and maintain that for over a decade. Dude, I mean, seriously, within three years, we're making like like three times what we were making prior to starting that business. Yeah. And so there's there's real opportunity out there and it can also have a serious impact on your bottom line on the income that you're able to make. Yeah. And and just like you, Matt, you might find that when the recession, as it's kind of receding, you're able to take that side gig that you started during, you know, the the heat of an economic downturn, and you're able to turn that into something that's full time, potentially making you more money, like you said, than your full time gig where you were at. Exactly. So it's one of those things where now is kind of the perfect time to start laying down those tracks so that you can kind of follow that into the future and eventually just start working for yourself all day, every day. That's right. Yeah. You know, we talked about this at the beginning of the episode, but your outlook it's going to be a major determining factor for where it is that you end up. Uh, Because it's easy to read the headlines right now and to get down. But for the person who wants to make the most 
out of an economic downturn, it's crucial to focus on the things that we have control over. For instance, uh, you can control what you read, uh, and that can have a major impact on the mental weight that you bear, kind of like we we're talking about the circles of concern and circles of influence. Uh, I think it's okay to reduce to contract your circle of concern yeah. focus on the things uh maybe that you pr predominantly have control over yeah those inputs they matter a whole lot and controlling what you put into your brain what you're reading what you're consuming has an impact on how you feel and how you're going to react the more Absolutely. the more negative inputs like what, what did my mom say growing up garbage in garbage out right <laughs> and she was talking about that when it came to like the tv shows or movies that i watched but it's the same thing when it comes to the financial inputs that we put in or That's the headlines true. that we're reading it, it can have a direct impact on us emotionally and then on our reactions. Yeah, but uh, what I wanted to highlight here, though, is that we have control over that. Like, yes. that is something that you can, you know, full throttle and have it pouring into your life, pouring into your brain, or that's something that you can start to close off exactly. a little bit. You can taper that. Uh, you also, have, you've got control not only of what you consume, what, what news you consume, but like, you've got control over your budget. You know, the, the dollars that you spend, you can reallocate those dollars towards the things that matter to you more, uh, or you can opt to increase your savings, if that would mean we're less about the future. Uh, there are certain things, though, that we don't have any control over. But worrying about those things is really just going to be a waste of time. Uh, you know, freaking out about economic instability and trying to make predictions based on uncertain future events is going to be a massive waste of energy. Makes me think, Matt, just about how I feel like uh, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell has, he's had a lot to say about inflation recently. Mm -hmm. And he's hes had a lot of, he, he's a very smart guy and has a lot of thoughts on what it takes to control inflation. And then, in a, you know, in a recent congressional hearing, he basically confessed to the fact that he he realizes now how little he knows about how inflation works. <laughs> and I thought that was just such an interesting confession. And it just makes me think that if somebody of his position and his intelligence level has so little understanding about how inflation works, even though he's kind of the guy tasked with controlling inflation, um, how, how can we assume that we're going to be the people who are going to be able to make intelligent decisions based on uh, future events that are unknown. Absolutely true, man. I, I think we should also think about some of the non-financial stuff out there as well, because that is stuff that matters in our lives. Bec money, we talk about this all the time on the show, like money is important, uh, but it is clearly only a tool. It's an important tool. <laughs> you know, it impacts our everyday lives, it's our ability. We have built our business around. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so maybe it's a little more important to us. Um, it impacts our ability to live the kind of life that we want to live. Um, but now is a great time to think more deeply about what you actually want your days to look like. You know, like, are you working too much? Uh, do you need to be working that much? What about the loved ones in your life, right? Like, how are those relationships that you say are important actually holding up? Because it shouldn't take a recession to force us to ask these deeper questions but sadly, sometimes it does. And so take this as an opportunity, perhaps to, to reevaluate. Yeah, man, I think that's that's a really good point. I think that our personal relationships are something and, and just kind of like the way we want our lives to look. A recession shouldn't force us to ask these questions, but oftentimes it does when in the reality that maybe our livelihood is threatened or our, our a, net worth is going down. Right. It's a disrupting event. Exactly. Which, which starts to make us ask deeper questions. And that I think is a good thing. And they're probably questions we should be asking, you know, at least once a year anyway. But for a lot of folks, it kind of forces us against our will <laughs> into some of those conversations 
recessions and thought That's processes. And, and really, when it comes down to it, recessions, they're, they're all, there's they're so much of it is about risk management, right? It's not that an economic downturn doesn't pose risk. It certainly does. But for those whose personal finances are in good shape, we, we would say that it's it, opportunity awaits for those who are mentally ready for a downturn with an eye towards seizing opportunity instead of shutting down because of fear. Uh, a recession can actually be a time of personal growth, even when the growth of the economy is inhibited, even when kind of things around us, maybe the country, uh, a lot of individuals in the country are having a tougher time. Uh, the, a recession can be if you're thoughtful, if you're wise, if you're smart, can be a time where you actually see outsized growth. Uh, you're making more progress personally and financially than most of your peers. That's true. Yeah, man. Yeah, we believe that the long-term outlook for our country and for your finances is going to be strong. You often hear that history, that it doesn't repeat, but that it does rhyme. And, you know, there's a lot that we can learn from U.S. economic history. Uh, there's a lot of comfort that we can take in what we see in the, from, the, from the past. And when we take that big picture view, we see that recession and bear markets are kind of normal. Uh, they're nothing to necessarily freak out about. Uh, and we also see that we as individuals, that we have a lot more control than we think we do. You know, like we can't control the economy as a whole. You certainly can't control how prepared your employer is going to be for, for potentially hard times, but you can control your own levels of preparation. I think it's a misnomer to think that as the U.S. economy suffers, that your personal finances have to suffer as well. There's ample opportunity for you to become a better uh, investor, a better employee, a potential entrepreneur, friend, partner, uh, all of those things, even during some of these tougher economic times. There are always going to be different ways, if we're savvy, if we're thoughtful, to improve our situation. And, and hopefully with this episode, we were able to point to, to some data, uh, to some different insights, and we were able to encourage you to not get bummed out about uh, the way things are looking, about what the future might hold, but to know that there are a lot of things that you have control over. Yeah. And, and it, there's a reality, Matt, that not not everyone starts from the same baseline, right? When they're born. And, mm -hmm. but if you're born in, in this country, you have more economic opportunity than most. And uh, go back to what we said at the beginning of the episode about Paul, who was born with polio. A lot of other folks would not have had the same dedication and mindset that he adopted. And I'm curious to who, who he gave credit um, for that mindset. I'm sure, mm -hmm. I'm sure his parents had a large influence. But that's one of those things where you read a story like that. It's inspirational. And, and I think that we can adopt a similar mindset instead of allowing those external forces to cause us to brood right? To cause us to, hmm. to, to develop that bunker mentality. It, it can cause us to actually maybe pursue our financial goals with even more vigor. And that's what we hope for you. How long a recession lasts, how deep it goes. I mean, that's anyone's guess, but your reaction to it is, is the only thing you can control. And so, yeah, we want to make sure that you're thinking about that now. But Matt, let's get back to the beer that we had on this episode. This was Westbrook's Mexican Cake. It may be one of the most classic stouts of all time. And this is a stout aged on cocoa nibs, vanilla beans, cinnamon sticks, and fresh habanero peppers. Matt, what are your thoughts on this beer? I, I feel like this is the kind of beer that you definitely want to have when it's really cold outside. Uh, <laughs> it's the middle of summer right now, and we decided, you know what we need? A really big and boozy, full-flavored, full-bodied... <laughs> You know what sounds good uh, in the middle of July? <laughs> stout that has all of these flavors in it. But dude, honestly, that being said, this is, I will gladly drink Mexican cake at any point in the year. Yep. I'll drink it on Mars and, you know, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> like, give me this beer anywhere, anytime. It is. Well, Mars is cold. You know, it's, mm. it's 
Oh, then on Venus. the sun. On the, on the, on <laughs> it's Venus. Venus is where it's hot. Okay. So, uh, it's, Give it to me there, too. It's, it's closer to the sun. But you can't even survive um, on Venus, But th- right? this is a, a fantastic beer, just like I'm sure we enjoyed it last time. If you have access to some of the different Westbrook beers out there, I highly recommend getting your hands on some Mexican cake. Yeah. It's probably their best beer, right? I think they have a lot of really good beers. That might be true. This might be number one. It, yeah. And for, yeah, for good reason. And I just love a stout with peppers in it. it. It gives you that kind of slight kick to the back of the throat. It's got that tingly heat going on That's in the right. background. That's right. I so love it. It's a true classic and it still holds up in 2022. So. It's like a little squirt of sriracha on your leftovers, which is my favorite way to... <laughs> you were literally to, just talking about that at lunch this afternoon. <laughs> to, so. to spice it up a little bit, to punch it up. But, right. uh, but yeah, this is Mexican Cake by Westbrook Brewing Company. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode. If you want the show notes for this episode, uh, just check out our website at howtomoney.com. That's right. So until next time, best friends out. Best friends out. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work.